I'm Vanessa. I'm Mike. I'm Drea. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Sobra Mesa. We're going to talk about technology today. How it's affecting our lives, how it's in our lives, and how we can maybe have a better control of it. Because it's definitely a big, big part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's. do you guys consider like social media technology? Because there's a phone, right? And you can you have a calculator and you have Google. But I think the reason why people are on the phone is because of social media. Yeah, or... I mean, I definitely consider social media a form of technology, absolutely, because you need to use some kind of device to access it. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, what do you guys feel about in terms of, let's start with social media, I guess. How do you guys feel about it? Do you feel like it's good that we have it? bad um or kind of is there a gray area i think it's a good thing in terms of like connecting and like being able to like for example build a business or like showcase like what you're doing let people know so i think that's good and also connecting with other people like i follow people who like cook and like clean ingredients and that's like nice like you feel like there's a community to it but it can definitely become like too much and too overwhelming. Like there's some days where um, I actually feel like more stressed. I feel like depressed, not like depressed, depressed, like, you know, the definition of depressed, but I feel like low. And I notice that those are the days that I'm on social media more. So there definitely has to be like a balance and like we, that awareness yeah. of when it starts to not be good to get off of it or to like, make certain changes yeah I'm, i'd be keen to hear more about why you feel that sometimes when you're on social media you feel depressed because for example like i when when tiktok was starting to blow up i really got into it and i was like on it every day just scrolling quick 15 seconds and i did notice the same thing that i i basically don't really use tiktok at all right now just because it really affected my mental health mm-hmm. and for me i think it was because I was comparing myself to all these people, you know, who are, who are giving me 15 seconds clip of their life, but it was funny. It was entertaining. It was interesting. And then there was me just sitting in my bed, you know, not doing anything. Um, and so I started comparing myself a lot. So I just decided that I have to take breaks now from social media. So keen to hear more about your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, definitely. It's really hard not to compare yourself, even like you're not trying to, but I think it's just, I don't know, maybe human nature to compare yourself and and maybe think you don't have it as good because we forget i don't know why but we forget it's only 15 seconds and maybe those 15 seconds somebody's showing you are very well thought out and very planned out Mm -hmm. or maybe it's just the times when you know when they're having fun like we tend to show the best side we don't show bad sides typically on, on social media so yeah definitely the comparison but i think for me too like i like i post on there so I want people to like see my stuff like I'm all about like nutrition and all that and I want people to see it and like I work really hard in a post and I'm like trying to educate people and did they see it did they not and like I feel like I get too caught up on like the likes yeah the views yeah right you kind of forget like that somebody liked it like that doesn't matter it's more about like building that community and actually right. building connection with somebody through this tool that we have that is social media but but you we I don't know why like you yeah. forget that's so interesting <clears throat> that you bring up the fact that 
you know, you're using it for business purposes. Mm -hmm. So that's totally different for me just as a basic consumer, just looking at it because now you're concerned about making sure that you're getting the awareness out there because that's going to, what's going to bring more business to you. So that's very interesting. Do you use social media a lot, Mike, too, for your business? Yeah. Um, but before I was using it for business, I was kind of in the same boat that you just, yeah, you start comparing. But this exists even, like they say, keeping up with the Jones. That The idea was that your neighbor got a new car and then you were like, oh, I need uh. to get a new car. Or the neighbor fixed their house nice. It's like, oh. So this idea of comparing is, I think, just built into us. Mm-hmm. The thing with social media is that it's like a massive amount of data that we don't really know how to handle i don't think yeah <clears throat> that's interesting um because i speaking of social media I'm, I'm trying to stay off it right but i got a really interesting piece of information as well just looking at social media just yesterday um and this woman was talking she was doing it in terms of like dating because people are saying that they're very overwhelmed with having so many um options you know when they look at a dating app like tinder or whatever there's just so many people on there and according to this researcher, she was saying that the human brain can really only handle about nine options. And then after that, mm-hmm. it's just like sh- people will get overwhelmed. Um, so, you know, maybe it's just that whole thing is just we're overloaded with so much information on social media when really our brain just can't, you know, compute that amount of, of information that we're taking in. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, it's such a new technology. And, you know, we... I don't know if we're going to, we have to figure out a way to handle it, but just ignoring it, let's say, like getting off of it, we're not really addressing the root cause as to why Mm. we feel this way when we're on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Say, Say more about that. What do you think are some of the root causes? I think that as a society, it could be, you know, self esteem, you know, and I'll speak for myself, you know. It could be a, you know, hey, I don't feel as comfortable, let's say, being with with my shirt off, yet I'm seeing all these guys with their shirt off or whatever, right? <laughs> Where? What are you following? <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> so, you know, people with summer bods. All right. So it could, be, it could be something as simple as that. Like, why do I feel, let's say, uncomfortable? And so, but I think it comes down to self-esteem. Mm-hmm. We're not addressing the main issue as to why we feel this way, and it could be maybe we got to work on ourselves build up our confidence you know maybe we have a lot of doubts we question ourselves we're maybe insecure Mm -hmm. maybe we feel like introverted yet all these people seem extrovert that are online so we have to play a part that we're not so it could i think there's a lot that goes into it um and i think we have to dig into ourselves and actually take some time away from let's say technology what I do is I go to like a cafe and I just bring a little booklet and a pen and paper so there's no distractions from just technology let's say yeah I try right I'm not it's not perfect but then I can kind of focus on just myself mm-hmm. and that's yeah. been helpful I think that's really good it's a really good point that we we have to take the time to really look internally you know because there's always going to be external things and maybe in the past kind of like you're saying keeping up with the Joneses Maybe in the past it wasn't social media, but it was cars. It was, um, you know, how much money does your neighbor make? You know, what kind of clothes are they wearing? There, there was always something to be looking at externally, but you're right. The question is, why are those things, why does that matter to you? You know, right. what questions do you have to ask yourself? Um, 
And it's funny though, because, you know, that's a rare thing I think for people to do to just be like, oh yeah, I'm not really on social media or, you know, I take time to go do something else. Um, you know, I, Vanessa's sister Liz was hanging out with us not that long ago. And I think I had an aha moment cause we were talking and I think she said she didn't watch TV or she wasn't on so- social media or something she, along those lines. She's not on social media. Okay. And I was like, what? I was like, what do you do in your spare time? Right. She asked me for my um, login information to Facebook so she can be part of her apartment condo community or whatever. <laughs> I said, okay, just don't like say anything bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, I wonder, do you find when you talk to your sister that she doesn't have maybe some of these these um, challenges that maybe we face because we're more present on social media? Well, I, I feel like my sister's like an interesting person. Like she, if she doesn't like something, she won't do it. If she doesn't like how she feels, she'll be off of it. So, Got it. And she's also a very private person. Yeah. I think that that's why she chose to be off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think how she is in real life is how she is, quote unquote, on like Got social it. where she just doesn't like to deal with it. So I think that that's maybe her approach. I don't know. I'm, I'm speaking for her, but <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I, I, I think. Interesting. Um, yeah, she's very yeah. in tune with what she likes, what she does in, and, you know, she doesn't like uh, maybe... She just what, makes that decision. Yeah, yeah. She wanted to be off of it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I, I think she mentioned that instead of social media, she enjoys, like, reading and stuff like that. She so. likes reading. She loves movies. She loves watch podcasts. So yeah. It's, it's different, but it's nice that, like, she, she just you know chose that and that works for her yeah Um, no it is it is actually really good because Mike I've kind of done what you've said a couple of times where you know I just need to take a break from just whatever else is happening online because I think with the pandemic we were kind of all shoved online anyways because we wanted that social connection that was really the only way for us to get that so now I'm trying to like pull myself away a little bit and and take the time to do those things like read or just Mm -hmm. go to a a cafe and just kind of journal a little bit and I think that's been been really helpful so well I think it's like that awareness to like disconnect from your phone Mm -hmm. and but at the same time like I feel like also building a good environment on your social platform so if you let's say are on Instagram or TikTok and you're following maybe people who don't make you feel good or for whatever reason you compare yourself or at the end of the day you just don't feel good you can unfollow people. Oh, yeah. It just create like a nice environment. Maybe you're following, like I follow like doctors and like, you know, like just nutritionists and like different things, people cooking. So that's like nicer. I still need to make sure I don't like just get, you know, just stay there for like hours, yeah. get out of it. Yeah. But it's still like a nicer environment. Like during the pandemic, I actually like cleared a lot of people off because yeah. I'm like, why did I even start following you? Because this is kind of like, those negative stuff so you also have that choice like not only to take a break from social media but create a nice environment Mm -hmm. the same way that you should let go of a friend who's making you feel bad or maybe kind of take a break from that friend same thing on social you know i like to make comparisons and i think it's there's life outside of social and so like it's good we're not saying don't be on social. I believe in it. And I think businesses, since I really believe in businesses, they have to be online now. It's just, it's the only way. But, um, like, okay, think of it like alcohol. If you want to have a drink of alcohol, you'll do it every once in a while. But if you're drinking alcohol all the time, there might be an issue. 
right? right. It, it could be for anything. Yeah. Even exercise. Like you could overdo it with exercise. Mm-hmm. You can overdo it with anything, really. So with this me- social media, why don't we treat it more like that, like coffee? Yeah. So you're moderation. Gonna, moderation. You'll have a coffee once a day, but you're not drinking coffee all day long, all day. And if you are, well. You know, maybe your body can take it, but most people probably can't. Yeah. So same with social media. Why don't we look at it like it's not an evil, let's say. It's a good thing, mm-hmm. but with moderation, like you're saying. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think that's a really good point. I think we this, I mean, it's been around for a few years, but I think it's still so new to us in terms of like we are getting more people who are researching the effects of social media in that way. What you're saying is, yeah, maybe it would be something where at some point there might be like really strict age limits of some kind there might be um categories like movies when we when we see movies there's that pg-13 you know the ratings there might be something like that in the future um and you're right there might be an option for people to really look at themselves and be like all right i've been on social media for two hours like i need to go do something else now um that's a really good idea like for these platforms to integrate very helpful tools for you to be able to personalize like, your experience mm-hmm. um, like a like Instagram I don't know if this thing is out like in, in you, you guys' profile but like you can choose to filter for like home which is what you are used to seeing with ads and like all that or you can filter for everybody that you're just following mm-hmm. without any ads or you can filter for your favorites in terms of like your the thread yeah you're watching and like that's pretty good that's like a useful tool for the user that just kind of helps you like oh i just want to see who i'm following yeah i just want to see my favorite people i do think however it's still not addressing the issue so like yes we should they should make these uh, platforms should make these changes but it's like Okay, all cars have seatbelts now, all modern cars. But you have to put your seatbelt on. Yeah. So we still have to take control and take, I believe, in the personal responsibility of even if the platforms don't make these changes, we somehow still need to figure out a way to, to deal with it. And let's say they make these changes 10 years from now. It's too late already at that point, mm-hmm. right? So what could we do today where we handle it better? moderation self-control all that stuff but it's it's hard i mean i'm not saying uh, i have it all down yeah i think just having this conversation is good because it gives different ideas of like vanessa's been doing a lot more things outdoors mm-hmm. but when yes. you're outdoors you you actually see the beauty of nature yeah you're on your phone less it's mm-hmm. crazy like the experience because um i think a week ago i was just on social media and whole week I was like depressed and not depressed depressed but I I was just down um but it's crazy though when you go outside like if you feel low just go outside look at the sky look at the trees and look at like how beautiful nature is Mm -hmm. and like that makes you just kind of feel more calm yeah and I think there's something to that because I think as humans (laughs) whatever like you're supposed to kind of be in nature yeah like I don't know Somebody yeah. check me on this. But like, <laughs> are we made up of the same like elements? Like of the earth. Carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. Somebody. I mean, yeah. I don't know too much about biology. <laughs> I think I might have failed that class, but um, <laughs> I yeah, I think so. I mean, we are made up of water, which is H two O. I mean, like right. a lot of the the elements, elements that we're made up of are very similar to what you find in nature. Um, and I know that from some. I think it was a, an article that I was reading about you know, having more trees is actually really good because 
whatever we're breathing out, the trees are breathing in. Um, so it's like we're all connected in a way to nature. Um, so I think you're right. I think it is good to get out in nature every once in a while to reset. I know a lot of people who do camping and things like that or who, who are really avid hikers, like they find, or at least they've told me, some people have told me, that they find that they reset when they do that, you know, just because they there's no clock that they're that they're necessarily watching. I mean, they might have a watch on, but you know, there's it just like feels like time slows down a little bit and you can really be present. And I think that's what's missing a lot. When you're on social media, you're not really present. You're thinking about the past. Like, what did you post yesterday? How many likes did you get? You're thinking about the future. What's my next post going to be? Mm-hmm. You're thinking about other people, but you're not thinking about what are you feeling in this moment right now? Um, so yeah, it's an, it's an interesting one for sure. Um, I find that while well, I was reading, well, no, I, I joined this guys cause I, I feel old, honestly, I feel really old because I had to join a workshop to figure out what Gen Z was doing. Like I joined a workshop and they were going to have Gen Z people on the call and they were going to share their, like what they're going through and their experience and everything on like, social media. It was oh. very interesting. Um, but one of the biggest points that the takeaways for me from that call was that for our generation millennials, I guess the distinction they were making was that we would meet somebody in person first and then we follow them on social media because we wanted to keep connected. Whereas with Gen Z, they follow people first online and then they'll meet up if it's possible, depending on location and things like that. And I find even today that it's kind of weird for me to just follow random people if I don't know them. Like even celebrities, like I'm not really following celebrities. I really just wanna keep social media tight knit to who I personally know. And like, you know, who knows me kind of thing. Um, so just recently I, I was, I had my profile as public, but then I recently changed it to private cause I said, you know what? There's something about this that I really wanna keep special for just the people who are connected to me in some way. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So I don't know if that. I guess I'm kind of like the Gen Zers in that way, where like I I follow for like interest in a way, whether okay. it's a brand, a company, or a person. Uh-huh. Um, it'd been awesome if we get to meet, but uh, it's more for like the content. Somehow I find their content um, that is good for my life, whether it's making me laugh or whether I learn something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, different. Well, you know. I can look at it this way. Like, let's say you go to a concert. Everyone, I love these analogies. Everyone at the concert <laughs> likes the music you like. Yeah. So chances are you might hit it off with a few people there at the concert. So if you're following somebody online or you're part of a community online, like there are these some Facebook communities, Instagram communities, where they let's say you're into cars or whatever it is. Like, chances are you guys have a lot in common. You could potentially meet people and network or date or whatever it is you're trying to do because you have common interests. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think uh, to hit it off with somebody, whether it's in a business relationship or you're on a dating relationship, is having some sort of common ground or interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that could be a way to connect with people I understand though that you're saying hey this is private one of the things that I've looked at is like everything I post online since my profile is public I know 
it's not private anymore. The mm -hmm. moment something goes online, even on a private profile, it's sure. no longer private. Yeah, yeah. Anyone could just copy it, and there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. People hack accounts, all this stuff. Right. So nothing that's online is private is my, my way of looking at it. Okay. That being said, I reserve the intimate private stuff for offline. Got it. And I won't even put it online because to me, anything online is no longer private. Yep, yep. That's a really good point um, because I feel like with my social media, even though it is considered private, I have the way that I put information up there, it's almost like it's my brand, you know, even though it's my personal page and I'm not branding anything, it really truly feels like everything I put up there has to fit a certain standard, we'll say. So like my pictures, anything that I post, which is very rare, but anything I post usually goes through some kind of like filter of some kind. And, you know, I know everybody's like, you know, raw, like hashtag no makeup or whatever. But I am still one of those people, and maybe that's just based on my generation, that still filters my photos if I'm going to put them up there. Whereas stories, which I use a little bit more often, that's considered my raw material. But like you said, even all of that stuff that I'm putting up there, I'm, I am putting up there whatever I want to be seen as my brand, my image. Um, but then everything else will stay offline. So if you really want to get to know me, you have to know me in person kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's Social media is an interesting one. And I, I feel like this kind of leads into, you know, this is one version of, of technology because now there's all this talk about the metaverse and where we're moving towards the future and all these different ways of kind of interacting in that way. So what do you guys think about that? I don't know like enough about it like I've just heard I don't know like you can work in that world it's you can build a life in that world there's like real estate and I'm sure at some point the same way that we see billboards here and we or you see ads on your social media like you're when you enter that world you're gonna see like ads so there's definitely a lot there um that you can do I mean it sounds like there's like opportunity and you, you can make like fun experiences but at the same time if we're struggling with a phone if we're struggling with an app and you enter this other world i just kind of wonder because i'm really big about like mental health mm -hmm. um like how that can affect you yeah um, when you go in there and also more on a like physical activity level if you just put something on your head and you're not like really moving it's just your brain that's kind of working like we were not like made that way we were made to move so and uh, i don't know evolution wise if, like we're there yet and how that's going to affect us yeah um and then this this just us right but the younger generations might grow up with that and how is that going to affect them there's already like a obesity issue with kids mm -hmm. like there's other things that, that go into play um yeah I know it's really tough because I feel like technology has a lot of benefits to it. But I think back to Mike's point is we really need to be looking at it in terms of like how can we use it for better use instead of just, you know, being lazy and putting on a set on your eyes and being like, oh, yeah, I'm in this world, you know, whatever. Or I'm just going to scroll mindlessly, whatever. Um, 
but people seem to be really big on this metaverse. Like people are really putting money into it because they feel like it is the future. Um, like I was reading something the other day that uh, Snoop Dogg bought some land in there, I don't know, on one of the platforms and somebody wanted to be right next to his plot. So they paid, I think it was like 450 or $480,000 wow. to buy this plot of land next to where Snoop Dogg has his, his little plot. Um, so people are really big on this kind of thing. But I wonder if just the, there needs to be a mind shift of how we're using this. So for example, like I'm in the hospitality industry and basically what, what people see hospitality is as service, you know, you come into a restaurant, you pay for some service and then, you know, that's delivered to you. Um, or you pay for some food and it's delivered with service or something like that. But that's just what, like, imagine that, but social media, like they have their own version of what social media is. So I'm trying to take the hospitality concept and turn it on its head and say, actually, I don't think it's about just selling goods and services and paying for it and like that's all that, that it is. I personally believe that hospitality is about connection because there's so many moving parts that it's about connection to yourself, connection to food, connection to people, connection to um, farmers, you know, it's connection to all these different things. So like what if, what if the, the definition of what social media is about changes and like maybe that could be the starting point of, of all these other things that need to change. So it's not just you using a piece of technology to like bring awareness to yourself or to see what people are doing, but maybe it needs to be more about connection. Like how do we use this for true authentic connection? Because if we just keep going down the road that we're at now from social media into the metaverse, I don't know that it's going to get any better. Yeah, so the way you described it, I mean, I like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it's nothing against him. <laughs> but it kind of sounds like a different version of what we are already living here. I mean, celebrities live next to celebrities. Yeah. Whoever can afford that does that. So do you want to create another version of the world that we are in now instead of thinking more... How do we how do we improve it or how do we connect through this awesome technology oh i got chills as you said that yeah. because it's true i mean in a way it feels like that's a different dimension like we are actually going to be transforming ourselves into a totally different dimension clearly what we're doing here on earth like you know <laughs> there's some crazy things that really need some fixing so like you're like you're saying maybe it's an opportunity for us to improve upon what we're doing here in a different dimension almost um i don't know if that's possible or if people see it that way but it it could be a good opportunity yeah yeah i look at the metaverse and everything as just opportunity uh for good to come from it but in that process we're going to go through some troubles right let's say <laughs> kind of like we're going through with social media the way we know it today but it's constantly changing and I think we just have to adapt with it and accept it, not fight it. A lot of people are like against it, mm. fighting metaverse, fighting meta, all this stuff is like, you can't fight it. It's gonna happen, it's coming, yeah. you know? It's just so, how can we use it for good? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you guys, do you think when, when this is actually really up and running, because right now they have like, like uh, what it, I feel like when I, you enter the metaverse right now, it just feels kind of like a, like beta almost. Like You've it's, been in it. Well, I mean, if you're looking at like the Oculus things, or if I you get into um, 
I think Defunct Land, I think it's called, where you can buy these plots. That's one of them. Sandbox is another one. If you go into there, when you look at it, it kind of looks like how um, those old retro 80s video, video games look like. Um, but when it really comes to take shape, do you guys feel like you're really going to get in there and, and use it, whether it's for your business or personally? I do. Yeah. I, I do. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a, look, as a, as a, from the business side of you, because you talked about you, your personal brand, we are, and, you know, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, right, people connect with people, not businesses. Right. So, who is Drea? Who is Vanessa? Who's Mike? That's what people are a lot, very interested yeah. in and can relate to. And, um, we and as a personal brand or a business we need to go where the people are and if the people are in the beta then we'll be there mm -hmm. you know it, it's like you can't open up a business in the middle of the desert if uh, if you need foot traffic yeah uh, but if everyone's going to that place like las vegas that's in the middle of the desert okay now it makes sense because that's where the people are so i do think that um as a business you have to evolve and adapt and the ones who fight it from the business point of view end up getting you know not lasting and new people come in that's yeah. the cycle of business Interesting. yeah i think for me um like i i would go into it but i think i would go into it with the lessons i've learned from social media because I think on social, we didn't know what it was. Like, it's just, oh, cool, post a photo. And then it became, like, this huge thing. Mm -hmm. um, so now with the, the metaverse, it's kind of like, all right, going in it slowly. Um, and trying to use it for good. Um, but what Mike was saying right now actually made me think about, in your comment about, like, Snoop Dogg, made me think about who actually is going to be in there. So, so when we think about what are the things that you need to be able to get in. Like, yeah. do you need... I don't know what that's called, the Oculus things. Do you need access to internet? Do you need access to a computer? Do you need access to some software? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But what is that, let's call it like barrier of entry? Because that's going to be really interesting. Like who is actually in there? And then who is actually in there gets dictated by who can afford to be in there. Yeah. So, and then who's in there dictates what kind of world is created. Definitely. It's I think that's such an amazing point because I also was watching a video to get someone else's perspective on the metaverse um, because a lot of people that I've watched or have come across have said really great things and they're talking about NFTs and like buying land and you know uh, uh, crypto and everything it's great but then I wanted to get an alternative version to find out well why would somebody not be interested in the metaverse or why would they see this as a bad thing um, and one of them did bring up a point very similar to what you're saying basically around the idea that it's for privileged people, like people who have access are a certain type of person. And at least for the beginning, like maybe down the line, it'll be accessible to everybody. But in the beginning, very much like you're saying, it's going to be shaped and formed by people who have privilege or people who come from a little bit more of an elite status than just your average person. Um, so I don't, I don't know what that means exactly, but it is something that really got my mind going I think it's interesting and I know that's kind of like a left turn <laughs> just like <laughs> you know talking about metaverse but um, I think thinking about people is also like important and connecting like all these things yeah yeah as 
build a different world. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. Well, I, you know, I think that no matter what technology comes in, we still need a physical interaction in our lives. I believe that we still need to have conversations like this. We're outdoors. Yep. And, you know, we're filming this outdoors, and it's beautiful at the park. And if we go 100% virtual and we lose that physical interaction with each other, I think that we will eventually maybe adapt to that because the human is an amazing species. But we're going to lose something, I think, very important that you can't replace online I don't feel you, you create something different yeah but you don't replace the one-on-one interaction when you bond with somebody and you actually see their their eyes tear up a little bit of water and yeah. you see them get sentimental about something and you can you get the scent off of the other person yeah. you know you it's it's uh-huh. irreplaceable I mean when you put it that way it really just makes it feel like you know it's incredible the fact that we are humans and have the ability to feel and see those emotions with ourselves with other people um yeah it's it just it's quite something but um i don't know i feel like this is a topic we can go on forever about i i wonder if this is like part one and maybe we'll have to re- resurface this again <laughs> and come back to it um but uh yeah i don't know i wonder if we just sign off for now and uh kind of move on to the next thing Thank you guys for joining us today for Sobre Mesa. Woo! And we'll catch you guys in the next talk. Yeah, thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. See you guys.